Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook Gap, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock, Damian Anderson. Gentlemen, we've had a night to sleep on it. Unfortunately, DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended. We are here. We are not suspended. And we're going to talk all things Cardinals, receiving options, veteran players. But first and foremost, how are we coping with this news a day later? <sighs> well, I, I think it hurts, Johnny. Um, I think that people are still just going through their emotions, trying to figure it out and trying to anticipate what the cards may do. I mean, we saw the trickle-down effect negatively of the card success last year or lack thereof when D-Hop went down. So I think it's a major blow, and I'm anxious to see how the Cardinals are going to address it. Reaching for the OGs, you know, I'm I'm sipping my beer like I'm Johnny Venerable at a draft. All right, party. all right, all right. Have we moved past that, please? Just, yeah, we have bigger. I don't issues know what to do with Mr. myself. It's just it's it's brutal. It's brutal. Outside of Kyler Murray, probably the guy you couldn't stand to let lose. They lost him for six games. You know, glass half full approach. I mean, he's gonna be ready to go. He, he tweeted it out. See week seven, barring you know what hey, next thanks, week's DeAndre. schedule release. <laughs> yeah, next week's schedule release looks like as long as there's no buy in between now and then. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's brutal because I, I, it looks like if you think about it, McBride and I can't wait to hear Damien's thoughts on the rest of the draft class after the first round. But Hollywood Brown and, and McBride, they certainly soften the blow as far as having more options outside of AJ Green for Kyler Murray as far as in the passing attack. And look, he's got a good amount of options now. And Hollywood Brown's going to be the big one because he was a guy that he's worn that wide receiver one tag for the first three years in Baltimore. But still, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was the guy in the red zone. You're going to go from a guy who's over six feet tall, a guy who, even though missing seven games last season, he was eighth in the NFL and red zone touchdowns. The Hollywood Brown, who's 5'9", he's been efficient in the red zone. 27 catches for 12 touchdowns in three seasons, uh, but he's just not DeAndre Hopkins. You know who else isn't DeAndre Hopkins? Des Bryant. Uh, and the reason I bring that up, good hell, he hasn't played in the NFL in some time, but it's it's worth exploring. And this is the, the first topic of discussion, gentlemen, for today. Des Bryant leaked out before the NFL draft that the only team he'd go and play for were the Arizona Cardinals. And now we sit here with the benefit of hindsight. And, oh, by the way, did, did Des Bryant know something as it relates to what is happening with uh, DeAndre Hopkins? So much so that I did a little digging on Twitter today, and he's been active. He's active every day because, you know, he's just hanging around. Uh, he likes hasn't to been talk. The, he, likes he, to talk. Yeah. he also likes to tweet. Uh, this came from earlier today, good morning. It's a gif of Des scoring a touchdown, but he's got a little sun right there. And so I'm oh. going to put my detective hat on and say, is Des potentially signaling that he might have <laughs> some more than interest in the Arizona oh. Cardinals? Um, I, I do not want Des Bryant on this team just because of the fact he's old and slow and the Cardinals, listen, they, they needed to remedy that before the draft. But I was Johnny, surprised. I don't know if that's going to help us getting Des on the show. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> older know and, slow, older and slower. Okay, fair enough. Not old and slow. I apologize, Des. Okay. If you come on the show, please, please. <laughs> Listen, if if Des Bryant signs with the Arizona Cardinals, he's not coming on this show anyway. I, I, I think they'll, they'll, lock, they'll have a lock and key here. Um, 
with that being said, I was surprised by all the people on Twitter that that thought this was a good idea. Um, you were not one of them, by the way. No, it, it, this has been going on, I think, since uh, Saturday, since the TMZ report dropped that that he mentioned he would love to come play for the Arizona Cardinals. He would take a reduced role. It's like, man, that's very, very humble of you, you know, <laughs> removed from the league as long as he has. And really, re- the last time he had a 100-yard receiving game, Damian, Barack Obama was our president. You, th- th- I mean, that was a long time ago. I mean, it was about, what, five, six years ago? Uh, I mean, but, you know, Dez is a guy that stays active. I mean, I'm sure Johnny follows his muscle workout videos and him <laughs> catching the football and all those things and sipping beer to it. You know what I mean? Let's see. No. Let's let's look what he's doing on Instagram right now. Go ahead, no, Damien. No, yeah, but I, but, but I think that he'll stay ready. Does he add depth? Sure. And I think that Dez is, is always going to tweet that he's ready. I think he's a similar guy to, you know, see, guys that we've seen in, in, in Philadelphia, you know, T.O., Guys that, yeah. you know, love, demand attention. You know, T.O. is still out there, you know, playing arena football. You know, player player control. He, he just wants an opportunity. Do I think he helps the Cardinals? I don't know if it makes sense schematically. I think Dez is going to be – he's a, a bigger, I'd say, not as elusive C.D. Lamb. But he, I'm, I'm sure he could still play. There's a lot that he knows, adds depth yeah. to the position. But I don't know if it makes sense schematically for Cliff, for, for Cliff and company. This isn't Tim Tebow getting signed. It's not a complete joke. Like, what the heck? I mean, this is just uh, his former coach doing him a favor. It'd be the Arizona Cardinals truly doing their due diligence to see what's left in the tank, kicking the tires on Dez. I just think, you know, we've already learned, you know, what his playing fate is. I think we've seen the last of Dez Bryant as far as impact receiver. Do you, but, either of you believe that he is an upgrade or equal to Antoine Wesley at this stage in his career? No. Yes. No. Yes. I no. Do. Not at. Not when I, I saw Antoine Wesley at the end of last year, in his early twenties, go into Jerry's world, whatever the Cowboys sta- is it just Dallas Stadium now, and and post up two touchdowns in the Cardinals' only win of their final six games last year, and was one of, if not the most effective pass catchers. After DeAndre Hopkins went down, I I'm an Antoine Wesley guy. I like his size. I like the fact that he's got a chip on his shoulder, undrafted. Dez to me, when Bo and I were talking about this off air. Like Dez would be what your sixth receiver, fifth best, maybe, and he's not playing special teams. That's a problem because Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, and AJ Green aren't playing special teams. Damon, you were a fixture on special teams. You know the importance of that skilled group. You know, Rondell's going to be returning punts like Des Bryant. Is he going to be on kick coverage? That That's a little concerning, especially if he's a specialized player. But no, but if you get a guy like that, third down situations, red zone opportunities, I think that Des, when you when you highlight him in his position, if you think about it, Johnny Bo, they've gotten guys to put in situations just to do those things. Yeah, sure, they're yeah, they're young, and they may not be a huge, significant cap hit, but they, and they could play special teams. But as you know, that that's why they have so many running backs. That's why they have so many linebackers and, and, and guys that they add that can come in and fill those roles. If you're getting Dez, you're not worried about him playing special teams. You're worried about him coming in in special situations. And one thing, one thing that Steve Kahn has done in the past, he'll get a guy for a couple <laughs> couple weeks and then make a decision on him. So I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. They can sign him through training camp and see what it goes through there and then make a decision at the end of training camp and see if he's effective. The only thing I think makes sense is that he Dez doesn't have a ton of options, right? Um, that's the only reason why I would even want to entertain this because anybody you bring in, and we talked about this earlier, 
like a Jarvis Landry is not coming here to just play six weeks and then be pushed down the depth chart. So somebody you're going to have to convince somebody if you sign a free agent, whether it's Dez or whomever, that they will have a role past week six. That DeAndre Hopkins, they're not just going to be ducked down the totem pole five or six spots. And this room was already crowded. So I, as much as, and we can transition just to, you know, who, whether or not you gentlemen feel like they need to add another receiver, I don't think they could get one worth bringing on that would be better than what they had just for the sake of bringing somebody on. I think they would rather go with two tight ends, maybe three in some instances with Max Williams if he's healthy. Multiple running back sets. I do think that a running back makes more sense at this point. And, I mean, was A.J. Green even going to play that much before this happened? I, I think that he probably becomes a more focal point of the offense these first, you know, four to six weeks, Bo. And that's tough. Um, yeah. He wasn't uh, – he was a shell of himself you know, pre-DeAndre Hopkins injury. He, but he's he was, the only he, one that played – me. I mean, no Hop and no Christian Kerr. Right. Like, and you, and that's, you hope that's that, what you're looking at. You hope that Hollywood Brown, you know, takes a little of the pressure off of A.J. Green, and I think it will. I mean, this isn't the team that ended last season. They're, they're better than that. You know, they're not at full strength. DeAndre Hopkins puts you at full strength, and we'll have a conversation, I'm sure, at some point about – you know, what we expect from D-Hop coming off of the six-game suspension at 30 years old, you know, should we expect the old D-Hop to, to show up? I hope so. I hope it's not a Patrick Peterson situation where he had to knock some rust off in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, look, Green, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, you have to imagine that he's going to have – he's going to develop. He, he's too talented not to. We'll see what this expanded role that Cliff Kingsbury talked about this offseason looks like for Rondell Moore. Is he picking up some carries from Chase Edmonds? Is he taking some slot routes from Christian Kirk? Is it a mix between of both of them? Does he become a mini version of Debo Samuel? I don't know, but Zach Hurts and Trey McBride also. Look, I mean, we're, we're naming a guys. And we're not just naming guys. Those guys make an impact each and every week. Uh, it, it's just uh, it's going to come down to Kyler Murray getting them in a position to make those plays. I think the biggest, the, the most pressure here is on the shoulders of their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, uh, to, to get the ball into his playmakers' hands without DeAndre Hopkins there. Yeah, and Bo, and I agree. And that's why they made the acquisition of a guy like Hollywood Brown because they knew that that was coming. And what the, the, the concern I have is, what has Hollywood showed you over the three years? He's shown you that he's a you know similar comp to a guy like Christian Kirk. But what does that mean in terms of he, he's been you know there's been some questions about his health over the years. Can he play a full season? I think that that's concerning. I think that's why it's important, Johnny Bo, to go out there and get that veteran guy. And to your point, Johnny, I mean that's a real question you would ask as a vet. Like, hey, I'm not trying to just sign for six games, but I know from playing the game four games equals a vested year. So that means that you're going to get, you're going to get paid some money for your retirement. So that's important. Right. But I do think that they got a gym and Keontae Egram, the guy, uh, the running back out of USC. I worked with yeah. him at Excel at Exos and doing combine prep. And he was in my group with Shad white as well. And super talented. Johnny, you talked about running backs out of the backfield has kid has great hands. He's almost like a natural receiver out of the backfield. And when you have a guy like James Conner there, He's just going to be a great addition to have and take some of that pressure off more and just allow him to play receiver. But I think we know with Cliff's offense, you're going to get creative and they're going to find ways to get Rondell more of the football. A lot of good questions in the chat. Uh, most recent and asked, how is it going to work for Kyler if the receivers don't get separation again? It's not going to work out well. Uh, I, I do think that the, the offense 
early on, we'll lean on the running game. We'll lean on James Conner, um, maybe Kyler's legs early in the season. That's why it's imperative. You got to get this extension done for many reasons on top of the fact that Kyler can play free and easy. Um, good question there. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals asks, is it true that Hop knew about the failed test since November? If this is true, how is he getting to the bottom of the situation? So he knew very concerning. If you ask me, I had not heard that. What I do think is concerning NFL AZ Cardinals is the fact that, I mean, he's he's not even attempting to appeal. He's just taking this because he he clearly well, knows. He withdrew it. He withdrew it, Johnny. Yeah, he withdrew it. He initially had one. I think his representative came out and said that he was going to, you know, appeal it, and then he why not it. appeal it? Then I think a lot of fans want to know why not. If you're <laughs> you know why time, you know why they got him on camera. No, I'm just joking. I mean, I, <laughs> like you're I, I, a first time offender for this, and you could get it reduced, and you could. Go to the league and apologize and say it was complete clerical error. To, you know, we all, we had a, I had a brain fart. You whatever you want to spin it. You get it some a fancy attorney to write something up for you. Like, not to mention the money you'd save for, from not missing six games, but just like I don't understand that. I I would feel better about this whole thing. It's not a great scenario, but it's like if he was fighting the tooth and nail, like guys, I screwed up. This is my fault. I take ownership. I had no idea this was a banned substance. Like I feel like by default he'll. It's DeAndre Hopkins. They would reduce it, wouldn't they? I don't understand this at all, Bo. Yeah, I have. I honestly have zero clue. I think Damian could probably shed some light as far as the process, what goes on behind the scenes. Not to say not you, yeah, and then go through it himself, but as far as seeing other players and and how it's gone, and I'm sure the players' association, they've they've got a whole new CBA, CBA since yeah. you retired. So I, I really don't know. I I don't know if maybe there was something where if he had he approached them about the appeal and gone forward that maybe he could have been in a worse situation or in hotter water, but look, it is what it is at this point. Um, I, I think what, what really has to happen now is to your point, Johnny guys like Julio Jones, Will Fuller, the bigger names remaining on the market, the Jarvis Landry's, they're not going to want to come in six games and take a back seat. Now you have to get outside the box as far as your approach to maybe finding a solution there. And I, I, I really, I think Nikhil Harry would be a, a great guy to kick the tires on, bring back. And everybody says, well, if he wasn't a sun devil, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's not, that's not true. He's a first rounder, a couple of years removed from his first round, uh, you know, selection. And it doesn't seem like he was given an opportunity to su- succeed in, in new England. If you don't start playing right away and succeed there, Bill Belichick buries you. So I I know that you know it doesn't look great, but as far as the way his frame set up, he could play on the perimeter and he could play that X position and at least push the envelope for a guy like Antoine Wesley. So you know that you have at least your best option going forward for the six games uh, without DeAndre Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins in the beginning of the season. I just I feel like go ahead, Damien. No, no. I mean, I see both sides of that. As a player, if I'm Julio Jones, Will Will Fuller, Jarvis, you know, Landry, I'm looking at it as the opportunity. The Cardinals have a young talent and a young talent on offensive mind in terms of Cliff Kingsbury. They have a young talent at quarterback. I could utilize that opportunity, go out there and maximize it. You know, how are they going to take me off the football field? Like, why would you know? Why would they do that? And I would say a guy like Will Phil- Will Fuller, uh, they're all comps to AJ Green. Yeah. So if you get a guy like that and he outplays AJ Green, what's that I mean? You're paying him three million per year. You're going to find ways to rotate, maneuver. I mean, maybe long term wise, but we've seen we've seen Steve Kime in the past sign 
guys to one year deals and they go out there and they make a lot of money. They make a lot of plays and make a lot of money as a result. I mean, we've seen it when he brought back Carlos Dansby, you know, Jonathan Abraham, we've seen him sign guys that are veteran, you know, quality free agents and, and come in, come into Arizona and make, make a name for themselves again. I think we're if, if prepare yourselves. I think it's going to be like a Farrell Cooper type of addition uh, he played for the Cardinals back in 2019. I think he would make a lot of sense. He's a free agent. Uh, I looked up as Demir Bird with a team. Uh, he is. He's with the Atlanta Falcons. That's the kind of move I could see Cliff doing, getting somebody from years prior that's got familiarity Familiar. with the offense. Yeah, I, I, that to me makes the most sense. Of course, you'd love to have Julio Jones. Of course, you'd love to have you know all of these starters that, that are available just to supplement, mix and match, but that's not realistic in today's NFL. I want to remind... Everybody, right now, the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with same-game parlays, DraftKings can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team can win, total threes made, total rebounds. Last night, I hit on the first field goal. Chris Paul, boom, plus 1,200. You got a shot at an even bigger payout right now. All customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs, and you get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any, any, any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer, only minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Gentlemen, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up this. Kyler Murray in support yesterday of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, basically, uh, excuse me, that was earlier today. Hop's character has never been in question. We got you, family. And I think this just emphasizes, guys, this is this Kyler Murray said it right there. He's got to prove it this fall. But Cardinals can win these six games with or without DeAndre Hopkins if that player right there, K1, plays up to his capabilities. They, they can beat anybody. We've said that about Kyler Murray since day one. He is not a Ryan Tannehill, right? He's not a Jimmy Garoppolo. He has the ability to carry this organization. We need to see that, especially if he's going to get $40, $45 million this offseason. That's why, you know, a, a day later, it hurts. But you got Kyler Murray on under center. You got a chance to win a football game. That's my opinion. He's a game changer. I agree, I agree Johnny Bo. Uh, Kyler Murray has fulfilled, you know, his part of the agreement since he became an Arizona Cardinal. He's gotten a team better every year. He's a star in the league, and he's on par with his contemporaries. Can he win games for you? I see him as a better, uh, more athletic Russell Wilson. You know, I, that's that's what I see his comp to. One thing that Russell Wilson had was a great defense. He had a great running game. And I think that we're going to see that with the Cardinals. Can they utilize Eno Benjamin, James Conner, um, you know, Keontae Ingram? Can they utilize those guys in that six-game span as well as Hollywood Brown be a star uh, you know, more be a star as well as A.J. Green. I mean, it's going to be a lot of questions. I don't think the onus is all on Kyler Murray. I agree with you, uh, Johnny. I think he's great. I think he can do all those things. But there's a lot of unknowns, you know, coming into this season because we know how he's played without D-Hop in the lineup. 
he needs to kind of hit that next level. He needs to get his uh, take his game to the to the next gear. And that's like where Aaron Rodgers, we've seen Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. I think he's got a, I don't think he's lost a game without Devontae mm. Adams in the lineup. And, and that's, he, he elevates his play. He elevates the play, the play of the receivers that aren't named Devontae Adams. And that's what Kyler Murray needs to do, especially when he secures the bag for what, 43 to $48 million a season. That's the, that's what it takes to make that much money. Uh, I do appreciate that he's, out here supporting his guy who's down, who probably's eaten a bunch of shit the last 24 hours because of what happened, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so big ups to Kyler Murray for being a leader, especially on the yeah. heels of what Ryan Tannehill said today. My God, can you imagine being that type of teammate saying you're not going to mentor the young player you just drafted? I, I mean, th- I, I appreciate that. That felt terrible, Bo. Yeah, that, that, that felt terrible. I mean... I, I just think that that's the right thing that you do. You do. I mean, it's not like the guy was a first-round draft pick. I mean, right. and, not, and not to get off subject too much, but if anybody didn't catch it, Ryan Tannehill was asked about Malik uh, Willis and being a mentor. And to me, I, I thought that he could have handled it a better way. I'm not Ryan Tannehill, but, again, he's not a first-round draft pick. He's not coming in there to steal his job. He's a guy that they're going to develop. And he did say that, hey, by, <clears throat> excuse me, by watching me, can he learn something? Sure. But I think what you saw from Kyler is leadership. He's always he likes his guys. We've seen, you know, the Cardinals go, you know, make some things happen to so he could be around his guys. And I, I mean, big props up props to him for showing love to D Hop during this situation. Yeah, thankfully, uh Ryan Tannehill's not an Arizona Cardinal. Colt McCoy not <laughs> threatening to Kyler Murray, despite the outcry of, of Twitter that Colt McCoy could go uh eleven and six with this team. I, I don't think that's possible. We love you, Colt. Um Colt was a nice- won eleven games in his career. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't. It's a fact. Colts a nice addition yes. as a backup. Speaking of additions, gentlemen, the Cardinals now can officially begin to sign free agents and not have it affect their comp picks next year. For those of you who don't know, the Cardinals are scheduled to have a third, fifth, and sixth. Those are predicted via over the cap. They're usually spot on. Kime loves his comp picks. He'll get them. And now the Cardinals can go out and take their money. I think they've got upwards. They should after the Jordan Phillip post June 1st release have somewhere 20, 25 million. They don't have to sign a first round pick this year. So gentlemen, with that being said, what position would you like the Arizona Cardinals to target first in free agency? And do you have a specific free agent in mind? Bo, I'll start with you. That could help this team immediately. Man, I, th- I was going to say running back, but I want to hear more from Damian, his breakdown of Keontae Ingram. I, I didn't know that you'd uh, train with the young Young kid who played three years at Texas and, and one at USC, two huge programs, and he was he was recruited heavily out of Texas. And I wouldn't doubt that Cliff Kingsbury was one of those guys recruiting him back in his Texas Tech days. Uh, you know, is it does Daryl Williams does he still is he still a fit or, or do you go with the fresh legs? Uh, you know, a sound running game, regardless, is going to help ease this this suspension. Um, but yeah, I, I think you got to look at the defensive side of the football. At this point, you know, supplement the pass rush. I like what they did in the draft, flooding that position with numbers. But uh, go out there, maybe look at an El- Melvin Ingram, you know, a, a guy that uh, who has experience getting to the quarterback, who's played in some big games in his career, has has that experience that you want that could kind of help mentor these young guys, be the anti Ryan Tannehill, show these young bucks, these Cameron Thomases, the Sanders out there, how to get to the quarterback and all the tricks of their trade, everything they have in their toolbox. So. Look at the edge position. And then Mike Clay put out a positional breakdown 
of uh, of ESPN of all you know of all the NFL rosters, and he had the Arizona Cardinals cornerback room uh, the worst, one of the worst in the league. And uh, they still need to bring in, in my opinion, a veteran in the defensive secondary. But if I were to look at it, you know, a very long-winded answer, edge is what I would look on the open market. Hey, Damien, you're muted, my man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having one of those days, guys. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with Melba and Negram, but I like Jadavian Clowney. I really do. What his compliment, how he was able to perform in Cleveland, you know, opposite of Miles Garrett and, and coming in, coming off a season with nine sacks, Johnny. I just think that you need to solidify that position. I agree with Bo in terms of what you how you address it in the draft, but those guys are unknown. You hope that you get a guy that comes in and makes a, an impact, but the likelihood of that happening is, is probably minimal. But if you get a guy that's proven in there, uh, uh, a deal favorable to the team, and like we, we've seen Kime before, as I said, again, he'll get guys on those one, two-year deals, mostly yeah. one-year deals that – allow them to be want to play and be in a market where they're going to be on television. They're going to get a lot of notoriety and, and opportunity to, to make it happen. So I'm going to go with edge. Number one, number two, always offensive lineman. I mean, if you're talking about investing in Kyler's future with this team, you got to protect them always. So potentially an offensive lineman there and in defensive back, you can never have not enough defensive backs in this game. I got a comment from a buddy of mine uh, the other day that I thought that was interesting when thinking about the outside linebacker position for the Cardinals, the fact that they now have a lot of bodies, a lot of them not proven. Um, if they can't go out and sign uh, a veteran pass rusher, you're going to need Devon Kennard to play the Robert Alford role of last year. Basically, you're coming back in a reduced salaried position. Everybody doubts you. What can you do for not only – this team, but the younger players in your position group. Um, and I think they, they're going to roll the dice with Devon Kennard and these rookies. I would be at this point surprised. They haven't shown any interest in, in one of these veteran pass rushers. I think by taking two of them in the third round, we assume both are going to play outside linebacker. It's just, that's a lot of bodies. Plus you've got Dennis Gardeck coming back a full year and a half removed from injury. We'll see. Uh, it's not my favorite position group. I still think they would probably be best served to add, a first rounder at that position next year, but I'm going to look at the defensive line, the defensive line right now that you've got two individuals in Zach Allen, JJ Watt, who's got significant injury concerns. They do not have a five technique to speak of. That scares me. Uh, I like Michael Dogby fine. I like Rashad Lawrence and like Fotu fine. Somebody like Akeem Hicks for the Chicago bears. Who's a free agent, three and a half sacks last year that can really push the pocket from the interior of the defensive line would be fantastic for this team something they have not had enough lately. Can you imagine him next to Watt? I think that would be great. Um, I think Robert Alford coming back, if you can get something done there, makes too much sense not to happen. And to your point, Damian, I, I would say definitively, like they're going to bring in competition on that interior offensive line. They lost a chess piece on their interior offensive line with Max Garcia last year that could play all five positions. They don't really have that right now. I mean, you know, Will Hernandez is a guard, right? Josh Jones really should only play tackle. Justin Murray's coming off injury. Like they need an interchangeable six lineman, um, especially if they're going to run the football early next year without DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, you can go and you can find, you know, NFL.com's best availables and it's Odell Beckham and Dwayne Brown. I would love Clowney or Melvin Ingram. You know, Gronk's on that list. I think the Cardinals – you know, there are actually a fair amount of pass rushers, guys. I just I worry they feel like they're not going to have enough snaps to go around. Um, but if one of the rookies pops, you're you're in good shape, Bo. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. You just got to get a guy a shot. Speaking of shots, it's time for screenshots here on PHNX Cardinals. COVID vaccines are free for everyone. Five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. Let's do the right thing. Keep everyone safe as we get together to watch the Suns playoff in action. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. That's azhealth.gov. Can we answer this question real quick, Bob? Yeah, that's on the screen. This is a great question from NFL AZ Cardinals. What kind of deal would the Packers have to make for D-Hop, for the Cardinals to even consider it? This has been floating around out there. Um, I think maybe Dan Orlovsky or somebody for ESPN basically said they could help each other. Will you really help the Packers? I know that. That would really help the Packers. Sure. Um, At this point, I I don't know if anything makes sense. I don't really uh, look at Rodgers, guys. (laughs) I don't really look at the Packers (laughs) roster and think that's just a ton of talent over there. Exactly. I would say at at least a first round pick, because then you're 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 getting rid of a salary. You're getting a one, but that one's going to be late twenties, early thirties. It just doesn't make sense for a team that wants to make the playoffs next year. I don't know. Devontae Wyatt and Christian Watson, two guys they drafted. I don't I don't even think you pick up the phone. No 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 you don't. You don't you don't talk to the Now, one thing that happened with the suspension is it it unguarantees DeAndre Hopkins uh contract this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they still would would have the cap ramifications, right? If they were to trade or or cut him, they would right. still get the dead money. Okay. Yeah. I I I think people are premature. I think Steve Kime does not want to move off of him. I think they look at his injury last year and yeah. this as outliers. If DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and this we need to say this throughout the offseason because it, it needs to be reaffirmed, and balls out in 11 games and helps the Cardinals get to the playoffs, he's not going anywhere. I don't care if he's making you know $35 million. This league, and we talked about it leading up to the draft, is about playmakers on the outside, difference makers, and you've still got a top, in my opinion, five receiver in the NFL Let's see how DeAndre, if DeAndre Hopkins is the opposite of Patrick Peterson and helps this team and saves this team and gets them to 10, 11 wins, he will be an Arizona Cardinal. Now, if he doesn't perform, then you have those conversations. Maybe he takes a pay cut. Maybe you move him. But like this, the great thing about football, and you know this, Damian, is like these, these, these questions, they get answered on Sundays. We're going to know definitively, like, can a guy play anymore? Or is, or is it diminishing in value we need to move off of it? Well, well action, as you guys all know, actions speak louder than words. And I think that it may be a gift in disguise with what's going on with D-Hop. I mean, coming off the, the injury, giving him a, an extended amount of more time, Bo, in order to, to heal up, right, and be ready. And I think that that'll just allow him to be in great shape, come right back in the offense. But, Johnny, I don't see them moving off D-Hop. They need him too badly, especially in this offense and given the success that him and he and Kyler have had. So with that... I, I just don't see it happening, but I can foresee p- potentially a situation where Hop comes back on fire, making things happen because he's got fresh legs and he's been sitting around and he has something to prove. And as you mentioned, Bo, that 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 is it that six games isn't guaranteed or the entire season. You know what I mean? What's the impact of that, Johnny Bo? So is it the six games he had to get paid for? Well, he's gonna he's gonna miss out on over five million dollars for missing those six games. Uh, but right. if if they wanted to to cut DeAndre Hopkins, they would certainly have they they would have the ability to do that. But I think they would have to they would incur the the dead cap money regardless because of bonus money that they have to they have to pay out. But look, they're they're not gonna get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. We said no, this even before happening. when we saw him working out in the pool and motivated. DeAndre Hopkins is good for the Arizona Cardinals. Why would they send him to another NFC contender? Like, unless they're like, okay, we're just going to shut it down. 
we we just suffered the biggest L of the offseason and we just can't we don't see ourselves contending. They're not they're not thinking that. They got their holy shit player already in Hollywood Brown to help supplement the wide receiver core. They just you know, who knows? They must they must have Johnny. You, you mentioned that on Twitter today at Johnny Venerable that you can confirm that they had an idea that they were going to be without DeAndre Hopkins before they made the move for Hollywood Brown. So, yeah. I got confirmation this morning from somebody I trust that said they, they absolutely knew and this played a part in it. They were not exiting the draft without a, either a top 50 prospect at receiver or Hollywood Brown. And they love the idea of Brown already playing the role as a one in Baltimore to take on that ownership and responsibility with Kyler Murray. Um, I, I think they feel much better about it than public perception would, would lead you to believe. And I also don't think if let's say they take Traylon Burks, right? he had somehow made it to 23. Like that's pretty unfair expectations for him to have to come in and be your number one right away. So, um, and I also think it makes sense. Like I did not like the move to bring back AJ green, even at a reduced salary, but man, oh man, like, could you imagine had they not signed AJ green and they just said, we're going to roll with hop and Rondell Moore. And then we'll get like a mid rounder. We'll be fine. What that would look like today. You're telling me they didn't hedge their bet, bringing back green trading for Hollywood Brown. Right. And, and, you know, we think they're going to have interest in you know, one or two receivers, not of note, but for depth purposes between now and, and the fall. I just it, it makes too much sense that Steve's like, yeah, this is coming. Plus, had Baltimore known about this, they definitely would not have gotten a third back in return. It would have probably been Hollywood Brown straight up for the first rounder. For sure, Johnny. I mean, I agree. And. Hindsight, I mean, probably with the C CBA, it's something where the team has to be notified. The player gets a certain amount of opportunities to appeal it before it goes, you know, like a final decision, right? So I guarantee you that, excuse me, the Cardinals knew about it. They made a, a great decision. They got some depth. They got a proven receiver at the position. As you mentioned, Johnny, getting A.J. Green back, that makes sense now that why they got the tight end, with you know, with the second-round draft pick because it adds depth. It's another piece to that offensive unit. So – they're trying to, you know, fulfill that that hole. And, you know, when Hop gets reinserted back in the lineup, you could you do some more formations. And you, you could see at that point what McBride's able to do, you know, at tight end. But I like what they try to do to try to address it. But there's a lot of unknowns there. You know, I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood is a great player. He's a comp to Christian Kirk, not DeAndre Hopkins. So there's still going to be a need for Kyler Murray, Bo, I think you said a little bit earlier, to step up his game to that elite status. I think everybody just needs to just take a big breath. And OGs? Yeah, absolutely. Just sit down, get yourself a pack of OGs. It's one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and dedicated to creating an innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. Quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Ed edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their model, it's flavoring life. And that's something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical. How about their tropical flavors? Unbelievable roster here. Strawberry, kiwi, guava, raspberry, orange, mm. pina colada. They mm. even have the orange creamsicle gummies that mm. somebody hit us up at P PHNX Sports on Twitter, PHNX underscore sports, saying how good those creamsicle gummies are you want to check them out you want to learn more about uh ogs go to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands 
Hop.com. Absolutely NFL AZ Cardinals OGs will get D Hop whole year suspension. No, it won't. The yeah. NFL has eased off yeah. their cannabis, uh, I guess. From the earth, man. Ruling. From the earth. Yeah, from the earth. You can't <laughs> take earth. bear tranquilizers, but you can take some OGs, baby. That's where you want to be. <laughs> Uh, great question in the chat uh, from Eric Cross. Who will be the card's leading receiver after week six? Uh, damn well better be Hollywood Brown with the amount of uh, draft capital you just gave up. Uh, now, I will say Rondell Moore, I think, led the team in receiving after the first month last year. And so if they can figure out his usage, maybe Ro- Hollywood's still getting his bearings about him in this new offense. It better be either Rondell Moore or Hollywood Brown. If it's not, the Arizona Cardinals are in big, big trouble. I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Zach Ertz could very well. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. you think yeah. so? Yeah, it could Zach be. Ertz. Okay, it could be because with so much attention, what they're able to do, Kyler Murray. I mean, he's found a, a, a affinity with Zach. He found he he likes going with Zach. He, he's proven he's a guy that can make things happen. Knows how to run great routes and and, and find open opportunities in the defense. And Cliff, as we know, can call plays up, dial plays up for Zach, misdirection, whatever it is, just to find opportunities. So. And, and Zach is a guy that we've, we've seen catch the ball 10, 12, 15 yards and take it vertical and, and score. So I could see that happening. I mean, with the attention early on in the season, guys are just trying to lock down outside receivers, guys like A.J. AJ Green, Hollywood Brown. I could see Rondell Moore and or Zach Ertz get off at the beginning of the year for six games for sure. I mean, in 11 games, wasn't he the leader in receptions and in yards since coming over the Arizona Cardinals? Obviously, with the absence of, of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, broke broke the record for receiving yards by a tight end since the but Cardinals. But see, that, the that to me look, said more about this receiving core being broken at the end of the year. Sure, now, I, sure. I love Zach Ertz, and I want to target him, and I think he makes a lot of sense, especially in the red zone. But the, what they were playing at the end of the year was not offense. That, that was just... There, remember the Detroit. Yeah, it was game under twenty. The, game is brutal. It was brutal. And the indie game, like that. That to me, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, it's almost. I'm not going to go as far as it's a good thing because it's not. But Cliff Kingsbury, with an entire off season to scheme up the first six weeks of the season and not have a crutch like DeAndre Hopkins, because he's he has been used as a crutch. Kingsbury has even said as much that he did not. I mean, two years ago in 2020, Hopkins' first year, the offense was literally only Kyler and D hop. It was backyard football, right? So I I, I feel like let's hop see down there bit. somewhere, Johnny. Yeah. That's right. Let's get some creativity from Mr. Cliff Kingsbury. You may not have a true number one, but you have a bunch of twos and threes with a one quarterback, a one, a quarterback that you can, you should be able to produce 30 plus points a game. So I, I do think this is a good litmus test because I don't, I don't want to hear about, Hey, we're two and four in the offense is scoring 19 points per game. Come back and save us, Hopkins. If right. that's what's happening, then Cliff Kingsbury needs will have a lot to answer about. I think he I think he will he will he will come to to figure this out. And I, I do think the Cardinals are going to be fine offensively, but he I don't have excuses ready. I you either have to produce you you can't be given this much time and not figure it out. If this had happened August 25th. I, I give you some leeway a couple weeks. I well, just, what's the I have expectation, no, guys? What's the expectation? I think that 26, 27 points per game. No, I mean, but, 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 but I mean, you know, fuck points, Johnny. At this point, it's wins, right? So it's like, what, what's the over under for the yeah, first but the, the, but the, but, Is it three and three? Are you happy with that? Or is it four and two? 
You know, no, what I, mean? I, I want to, I want a winning record after six games. I don't care if you're playing everybody in division. I feel like with, with a, you tell me you have a top five quarterback in year four with the same coach that you, you, at no point you should be under 500 next year. The team is talented outside of DeAndre Hopkins. This is not scrub central, right? Watt is back. There's a ton of guys that, that are playing for money in contract years, but whether it's Byron Murphy or Zach Allen, DJ Humphreys is in a contract year. Like you are, you got a pro bowl running back. You just traded for a number one receiver. Like you ought to be able to be, be fine. Maybe you're not elite, but you ought to be able to win four or six. Johnny. And I, and going, going back to a point that you made a little bit earlier, you you said you got a one, a quarterback. And I absolutely agree with that. The reason why I don't think it's as bad as people may think, because it's at the beginning of the season, right. And the cards will be healthy. As you mentioned, you got a healthy JJ Watt. You got a healthy Kyler Murray. You got guys, Kyler, where he gets, you know, banged up towards the latter part of the season because he's getting hit all the time. Early on in the season, he can move around, extend plays, create throwing lanes, you know, situations like that where he can be the dynamic Kyler Murray. And the NFL AZ Cardinals, uh, underscore NFL AZ Cardinals, had a question a little bit earlier, asked me about what's it like with, you know, a guy gets suspended in the locker room, you know, do you, do guys feel any type of way? And when I was playing, it was a, you know, first round draft pick, you know, Wendell Bryant. And I, and I think it just came down to a situation where, you know, he he liked he he liked the green, you know, and, and I'm not sure, you know, what it was in terms of the laws and what the measurables were, but it was all about his playing ability. So I know that guys know that D Hop could play, and and I think the as Bo talked about a little bit earlier, the leadership that came from Kyler Murray and said that his character is never a question. I think that speaks volumes right there, and it's going to be contingent upon him coming back and still being the D Hop, the dynamic receiver, as you mentioned, Johnny, top five receiver in the NFL. If he does that. All will be forgotten, and people people care about winning, guys. At the end of the day, people can, they'll anticipate him coming back. The team will hopefully still be healthy, at, you know, right around game six, game seven, and Kyler's going to hold, you know, keep everything tight, and maybe have to rely heavily on the running game. But when you got a guy like Kyler Murray, you could do a lot of different things, and I think that's the ace in the hole. I, you, you just hope that the schedule doesn't come out and you face the Bucks and you face the Chiefs and you face the Broncos in those first six games. You're going to get some of them or in the, in the Rams. You're going you're gonna to get one of those or two of those games in there. And if, if you can weather the storm, I think even if you're a two and four, you get DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup, you'll, you'll be in, in a pretty solid spot. Uh, I saw some questions about Trey McBride in there. And I, Quentin Harris joined Dave Pash, the play-by-play guy for the Arizona Cardinals on, on the flagship radio station. Uh, Quentin Harris, the director or VP of, of player personnel, said that they view uh, McBride more as a Max Williams-type tight end than a Zach Ertz-type tight end, even though he had 90 catches for 1,100 yards last year. That's, I think that kind of came off odd to me yeah. like, because Max Williams is more of a he's – a, he's your blocking tight end. I don't yeah, think guys, you want to draft a – I don't think and you I want to draft a Max Williams in in top the second round. I mean, maybe maybe that's propaganda, guess. Maybe that's a situation where they're throwing it out there, get people not to worry about him. And McBride goes out there and is the focal point of this offense. But I know Q, a very intelligent guy, you know, uh, free agent like myself, and worked his way up through the ranks. And he's, you know, they do a laboring job evaluating talent. And I just think that that's. That's all fluff. I mean, I think that okay. we all know. Limiting expectations. And I you, think it probably is more of a compliment to say, like, he's not only a pass catcher, he can be a, an elite run blocker because once upon a time, didn't he that play? That don't matter in second tackle? round, Johnny. That doesn't matter in second round. Well, you no, that's what I'm saying. You bet. You know, Troy Nicholas was closer to Max Max Williams than Trey McBride. Trey McBride has elite hands. Like, 
Like Trey <laughs> McBride. Taylor Blair said it right there. He said maybe in the, in the realm of blocking, uh, McBride, uh, can, Ertz can't block and McBride can. So I mean, respect. I just, you you respect. take a guy maybe that's that high, like you want if he's making Pro Bowls, he better be able take to do a, everything, Johnny. He better be going seven, eight hundred yards in in a couple of years. That's that's the goal. You take somebody that high. Fifty five is a top sixty pick, a starting tight end in a, in an offense that feeds the tight end. I, I I'm sure maybe you just misspoke. Because I can't, I'm not. I mean, the option that. was Ertz or Williams. So, I mean, if, in, to Jalen's point, you know, if he, if he can block a lick, he's he's more Curious of a Max Williams. Merge, <laughs> merge them together. Sure. Can if you get a he, if you get a hybrid of that. those two, absolutely, you'll take that. George Kittle's that is, a hell of a blocker. So let's just yeah. he's George. He's going to be George. You see what he did to Von Miller last year? Mm-hmm. Yep. God. Well, you know, Kyler Murray, we talked about it yesterday. I think it bears repeating. Steve Kime um, on Adam Shine's podcast, Mad Dog Sports Radio, did say that the Cardinals have entered, like, basically, they're starting negotiations with Kyler's camp now. Everybody seems happy, even with this Hopkins news. You need some good press, good hell after this Hopkins news. They thought they were going to exit draft weekend, and it maybe not come out for a little while. Well, you got Hollywood Brown. Kyler Murray, does he get extended? before training camp gentlemen before we go today training camp when 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 does training camp start, start johnny bo in the july and when when was allen and and all the other guys when were they was it similar or? i think allen was july yeah. earliest was, was june for these contracts it was, uh, it was in the summer i think so johnny bo i think it gets done before and it's going to be something equivalent like you said a little, little bit earlier bo like 40 something million dollars you know over that obviously guaranteed maybe the, the the whole thing guaranteed but to your point good press you know is important for the cardinals obviously they care you know everyone cares about their image and with losing d hop they want some sense of security for the fan base moving forward and i think that that's a big move and and it, it aligns with everything that they've done um you know saying that there's a zero chance of get ridding getting rid of him you know signing hollywood brown you know his best friend and doing as they said they would, taking care of a young star in the National Football League. As, uh, Kyler Murray is the reason why we talk about the Arizona Cardinals. And I, don't, I have no disrespect to all the other players, but I don't think that people would think that the Cardinals had a chance to do go to the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl, if Kyler Murray wasn't the quarterback. Take care of the man, pay him. Let me ask you this. Does, does the Andre Hopkins situation, I was asked this on, on local radio today, Jody Ayler, Fox Sports 910, he asked me, does this add leverage to Kyler Murray in his contract negotiations? Uh, I Probably not because you got him Hollywood Brown. I think if there was no Hollywood Brown, because I, Kyler and Hollywood feel like, you know, their 1A, 1B can be, you know, pro bowlers together. That's the hope, right? I do not think it has leverage. I think if you had not made that move and it's Kyler and I'm like, I'm going out there with who? AJ Green again <laughs> and he's my number one. Guys, come on. I that's that's my opinion. Um, and I do agree with Damien. I think it gets done this summer. I don't think Steve Kime, who likes to take a vacation, I think before training camp, can say bon voyage to Mexico or wherever Europe or wherever he wants to go, Florida, before getting this taken care of. Then you can put your feet up, go into you know, training camp, sign a couple cheap veterans. This is priority one for the Cardinals now. Um, I would not be surprised, gentlemen, if we got something done before the end of the month. It, he 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 made it, you know, clear. They're pivoting toward this now. Everybody knows the number. It's over 40 now. Once upon a time, it wasn't 40, and then they pulled their offer. I, I think J 
early June is the is the sweet spot because you know it's in early June OTAs and when you love to have this done before OTAs you can strut around your new toys with Kyler Murray 40 plus million dollar man that that's my official prediction as of now 260 right is that what we're thinking 260ish total my money yeah, damn <laughs> the team win and be entertained so uh, 260 for Kyler Murray or $3 million with Colt McCoy. Uh, give me the former. I mean, yeah, Kyler is the man right now. And seeing what Watson was able to get and seeing all these other equivalent uh, comparable quarterbacks getting paid that, have, that, that, has, that haven't reached his success, you got to pay the man and pay him handsomely. And you're secure for the next eight to 10 years, you know, in terms of your fan base, your, in terms of just the importance in that, the quarterback position and what it means to teams in the national football league, he's going to be a young star for, you know, a extended period of time and you got to take care of him. And that's going to bring and attract some key free agents. I mean, if they're, you know, if that situation arises where you need a guy, this, that, or the third, Hey, you come here, they take care of you. It's a great place. I want to live here. They extended me. Hey, this is, this is what it, what it, what it means to be an Arizona Cardinal. I think it, it bodes well for the organization as a whole, fan base, everybody affiliated with the Arizona Cardinals. Got to do it, Johnny. Got to do it. You know what else you got to do? You got to go become a member at gophnx.com, $8.99 uh, for the second month, actually $0.99 cents or under a dollar for the first month. is a tremendous deal. Or you can just become a member for the first full year and get half off and get a free T-shirt from our PHNX merchandise locker, cop one of these hats, Bo and I. Finally got our hats, draft night. We've been rocking them ever since. Super comfortable, not to mention all the great Suns gear you can get to load up for their inevitable championship run. You can only find that at PHNX Merchandise Locker. Go PHNX.com. My guy Bo has a couple new articles. Go check out the fact that Cardinals need to show some resilience here in the light of the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, uh, as well as Steve Kimes' loaded 2022 NFL draft class. I want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Mr. Bobrox got it. Go do it right now. Set your notifications, set your automatic downloads. So you do not miss a show. We will be back on Thursday, pending breaking news. We haven't taken a day off since goodness last. I, I think our last day off was the Sunday before the draft because we don't <laughs> stop here at PHNX. We aren't suspended. We're rocking and rolling with content year round. Follow us, Bo Brock on Twitter, at Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, at Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. Follow PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. We will see you on Thursday. Take care, everybody.